Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. I am so pumped for today. Y'all are going to hear from one of my new good friends and expanders. I'm going to tell y'all why she's an expander here in a little bit, but her name is Sarah Cohan, and she is the podcast host of the Lit AF podcast. It's so freaking awesome. I'm going to definitely tag that in the show notes so y'all can listen. It's one of my new favorite podcasts of this year. And we actually met, we were part of this mastermind sort of get together for like podcasters that are growing their podcast through the Almost 30 podcast. And it was like a seven week program. It was amazing. And Sarah was one of the first people that I connected with in there. And I'm just so excited. We're doing a little pod swap and I'm so excited for y'all to hear from Sarah. I know like most of my guest interviews are sometimes super specific and super spiritual and woo woo. And she has all of those aspects too, but she's also just hilarious. So I can't wait for this little chat and for everybody to hear from you, Sarah. Welcome to the You Do Woo podcast. Thank you. And I also just want to add that literally Allison and I connected because I was like, I am scared to make time to have a baby. Tell me how I was like, expand me. Like, how do I do this? How do I nurse my child and my podcast at the same time? And you were like this amazing, just bright white light that was like, oh, here's how I did it. And it's possible. And here's the reality of it. So it was really expansive to meet you. I'm so glad. And I'm excited to watch that all unfold for you over the next few years. It'll be really fun to watch you become a mama. You're going to be awesome. Tell us a little bit about you, your previous life before you started the Lit AF podcast, your backstory. Yeah. yeah tell us a little bit about the past couple decades. I love that. I love that. Okay. So past couple decades, who am I? I've always really been into spiritual woo stuff mixed with a healthy dose of personal growth, but I partied my whole way through my 20s. And then I like took my partying to another level because I took a job at Burning Man Project. I don't know if you've heard of oh, Burning Man. Yeah. Like big party out in the desert. Super fun. And it's a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So some people don't even do the party aspect of it. They're just there for the art yeah. or they're just there for their community, whatever that is. My mom's like a contra dancer and she actually went to Burning Man to contra dance with her community. Like it's so oh cool. My God. Yeah. Okay, so like Burning Man is on my bucket list. So you will be my person to chat. Yes. Oh, I highly recommend it for anyone that is interested. It's amazing. It really is such a wonderful experience. So I got really into the party aspects of it. And I kept like partying my whole way into my thirties, having a blast, but my body was like exhausted. And I was a full-time avid smoker. Like I was smoking a pack a day. And then I tried to quit because I was getting married. And my parents didn't know that I was a smoker. Like imagine trying to hide that. Oh <laughs> it's like such a hard habit to hide. And I had been smoking for like literally my teens. Like I started when I was 18 and just kind of kept going on and off. 
And I've learned now that there were so many things that smoking was giving me at the time that I wasn't like, I was just guilting and shaming myself about the habit. But when I look back now, I'm like, oh, it was a way to like pull away, take a break from work or party. It's actually breath practice. If you think about it that way, like you're controlling your breathing. And if it was at a party, it meant that I get to like pull one person away and have one-on-one time with them, which as a projector is like my main thing. (laughs) Okay, dude, we're going to have to talk way more about this offline too, because my husband is a projector and he just quit smoking. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. He's 40. He had been smoking since he was 14. And it was something that had to do with his dad passed away like a little over 10 years ago. And it was like a connection bonding time that they had. Mm. So that was like a really hard thing. And I wish you would have been my like coach like a year ago. So you could have helped me deal with this because I was so hard on him about quitting. Oh, of course. And it has to be something that you decide and do in your own way and deal with all of those subconscious things and reasons why you do it. So why didn't I know you a year ago, but it's okay. (laughs) We know each other now. (laughs) It's divine timing. I love that. Yeah. It's so hard. Culturally, we're so anti-smoking, even us smokers, like we are so (laughs) anti-smoking on ourselves. And yet it's this habit that we develop that is actually, I mean, that's the same thing with all addictions. Like it isn't the addiction itself. It's the things that we are associating with it, like the after meal cigarette and the morning cigarette with coffee and the after a hard conversation cigarette. And like, there's just all of these things that we associate with smoking consciously and unconsciously that are the actual things that we're trying to get. And then we're trying to heal in a quick way rather than the slower way of meditation and journaling and feeling my feelings and all of those things. And then actually just like going to breath practice course. So quitting smoking, it was the end of 2021. And I was starting this business, which was a sparkly cape company. So I was going to all these festivals, like festivals were my life. And I started designing these elaborate out there, beautiful, like capes. They were like ridiculous. I mean, they were so cool. They're so bespoke, like very out there. And so I started this business and I was like, okay, this is my thing. Like I got to get my mind right for this business. And like any entrepreneur knows the more healing you do on yourself, the better your business will be. So I noticed that like pretty quick right away. And I was like, all right, I got to get right with my mind. I want to quit smoking. I want to like quit this bad habit. Like I'm just shaming myself nonstop for this habit. So I like got my team together. I rallied my resources. I did all of the things to do the actual quitting because I've tried to quit smoking a million times before. But this was like the time, like I was done, done, done. And I'm sure your husband, like, you knew like, okay, this is, you're actually done as opposed to the previous times where you're like, I think I'm done. (laughs) I'll just have one, you know? So that experience of actually getting a coach, I got a health coach too. Have you ever thought about doing that? Like you could do a whole online (laughs) for like the spiritual side of quitting smoking. I'm serious. I should. I know so much information about it. I haven't even thought about that. I love that. Yeah. I'll think about that. I got a health coach. I read an amazing book by Alan Carr called The Easy Way to Quit Smoking. I needed an object to hold in my pocket at all times that would I could just like infuse all of my like hopes and dreams of quitting smoking in like just like a calming thing. Like anytime I would like hold on to it. So I I didn't know it at the time, but I got one of those things, a pendulum from like the local witch store. And I would just hold this pendulum in my pocket. And I just like the feel of it. I had no idea what it was for but it's kind of ironic that that's what I got. Right? And so I quit 
I think I'm sure I did a million other things. Oh yeah. I picked a very specific date, which was February 2nd, 2020. So I could read it. It's like, oh, two, oh, two, two, oh, two, oh. And then fucking the pandemic hit and you're yeah. like, what? So I'm like building my business and then, you know, I decide to quit my job and to just go full time into this Cape company. And I'm like trying to line up festivals to sell at. And oh my I really God. have no plan, but I'm just going to do it. And then I kind of realized like, okay, I need a plan. So I was like, all right, I'll start lining up like a part-time job. And then the week that the shutdown happened was the week I was waiting for my offer from another job. <laughs> and it just all of a sudden I was on unemployment and this cape company, like no one was buying capes. Everyone was buying like tie-dye sweatpants. <laughs> it was a crazy time. And so it was a wonderful time because not only had I just quit smoking before a pandemic that had to do with lungs. Yeah. Where was that timing at? Right? That was crazy. But then I actually had enough time to slow down and see the end game of my cape company and realize this is not for me. It was interesting. Like I've done a ton of improv and stand-up comedy in my life and I've always wanted to be an entertainer. And so I was trying to entertain people through these capes and hoping that like somehow in Hollywood, like some star would like buy my cape and then like be so enamored with me through the buying process that they'd invite me to be on their show or something like that. That was kind of like my dreams. And I was like, wait a second. I just need to be an entertainer. Like (laughs) no more back door, no more side door. Let's just do this. So at the time I was really getting into human design and manifestation. I was doing so much TBM, like just all TBM, like all the time and learning just about how to create a spiritual practice. And it was really cool. It was such a precious time. And um, Jenna Zoe, do you know Jenna Zoe, the human design reader? In the beginning of the pandemic, she had these like huge live coaching sessions where like 800 people would sign up for them. And then she coached a random selection of people on the call. And so I joined the call and I randomly got selected. So she's sitting there coaching me and I'm just like, oh my God, what is happening? And I was trying to tell her like, okay, I've always wanted to be like a TV show host. Like I'd love to have a show that's like Oprah meets Ellen, which is kind of funny because it's totally in line with my incarnation cross. And then everyone on the call was like typing in the chat because it was on Zoom. They were like, you should start a podcast. Like 10 people said that. Someone on the call reached out to me on LinkedIn and was like, by the way, I hope you saw everyone in the comments saying that you should start a podcast. And I'm a projector. So I'm just sitting there being like, these are my actual invitations. Like, I don't know you, but I just got 10 invitations to start a podcast. So I'm going to do it. And so I closed the Cape Company and then I just started reaching out to friends to interview them for the show. And the funniest thing is that the first person I had on was kind of a hybrid of the Cape Company, but she was also an EFT tapping coach. And she had like dealt with so much like childhood sexual trauma. And so the whole point of the show was we were going to paint. She was a body artist. So we were going to glitter paint her faces. She has like this whole bejewel kit that she was coming out for COVID. And I was like, okay, hey, we'll just like the jeweler faces. And then I'll do like a short interview for the podcast. And, and like, I did knowing it too. Have you ever watched when Joe Rogan has Duncan Trussell on? No. Oh my God. You got to go YouTube that. Joe I got to watch this. They what always is that? like dress up and talk about ridiculous stuff. Oh my on God. Joe <laughs> Anyways, I will be recording video in the next few months and we will do one of these again and dress up. Oh my God. I love that. I mean, there's so much inspiration that comes from that, I think. 
we're bedazzling our faces and then we get into the interview. And at the time I didn't know what I wanted my podcast to be about. I was like, I know that I'm obsessed with personal growth. I have all these tools and resources that I've gathered in order to quit smoking. I'm building my manifestation practice, my spiritual practice. I'm learning about attachment style, all of these things, but I'm not really sure if that's what I want the podcast to be. And so we're going through the interview and I didn't really even ask her. We kind of like switched from like sparkly paint to being like, okay, so what is EFT tapping to you? And like, how do you do this? And then all of a sudden she just starts sharing about this intense childhood trauma that she grew up with and how she's healed it as an adult. And I was like, okay, thanks girl. This podcast is officially about personal growth. That's what it's going to be about. And so I loved that first interview because it was such like a wonderful invitation again to start this podcast. It's about like spiritual and personal growth and having such a fun, playful take on all of it. Because if we take ourselves too seriously, what is the point? That's my life. Yes. Where'd you get the name from? Lit AF. Oh my God. I love this question. So I was playing around with names. I had named my cape company Elevate Capes because I had a joke with my friends. Like anytime we were crafting for Burning Man, because for Burning Man, you just like make your own shit and it's crazy. Because you're like, I'm going to like bedazzle a ship captain's hat and it's going to be like, it's just wild. So I would throw these like crafting parties where people come over and just like start bedazzling anything that they had with them. And the joke was like, we're just going to elevate it. Like just elevate it. (laughs) So... I also kind of like the spiritual connotation with that of like, you know, you're elevating your mind, you're elevating your life. And so the naming of the cane company took forever, even though it was that easy story, but it took me so long to land on it. And finally, I kind of realized through that process that like names don't really matter. (laughs) They matter and then they don't matter at the same time. So when I was trying to pick the podcast name, I was like, I'm not going through that same process of like taking forever to decide on it. I'm just going to like think about this for a day and whatever comes up, comes up. So at the time I was listening to Shaman Durek and on his podcast, he always talks about being lit up and staying lit. And then he has in the middle of his podcast, like he'll feature guests. They'll like showcase their art. So they'll like read poetry or they'll sing a song. It's like really cool. And like totally what I'm all about. So he refers to them as like, you know, his lit souls or something like that. I can't remember the exact name, but I was just like, this is the name of it. Like lit AF is the name of the podcast. I want lit to be in there. And then AF is so playful and like very irreverent at Burning Man. Someone described me as very irreverent and I just love that. So the name was born. I love it so much. Thank you. Um, I love the name of your podcast, by the way. Like I've had guests on my podcast that are like very anti-woo, but very interested in woo. And so I just love that you're like, we're going to do woo. So my old name was the Align Designs podcast, which mm-hmm. I loved. And it was sort of something where I like brainstormed and created it. But I knew in my gut that that wasn't the forever name of my mm. show and my business. And I was like, I'm not going to wait to name it. So I named it that. And then after it was like a year and a half later that I knew that it needed to be something woo because I wanted to like be more playful, which we can talk about again in a second. Love that. But there was already like a Woo Woo Mama podcast. And most of my listeners are moms, but I didn't want to like keep it at that. Like I really love working with entrepreneurs and non-parents too. And so I knew I didn't want that. And then You Do Woo was like a download. And it originally <laughs> I was like, eh, 
well, are they not going to take me seriously because it's like funny, you know, like that. But I was like, no, I want to be a place where we focus on human design, but they can come and choose all of the woo tools that feel good for them. Like you Mm. do, which help you, you know, you don't have to like take all of this, just like come and choose. So it was like a weird download, but I got in my head a little bit about like what people will think. But like, to me, I knew that was the name and then I couldn't ignore it. And when YouTube.com was open, I was like, Yes. I can't believe that's open. And the Instagram. I love that. I love that you touched on too, that like you felt like some people would be weird about it. And I definitely felt that way about Lit AF. Like my mom saw the title and was like, literature? It's a podcast (laughs) about literature AF? And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) It's hard to, you know, know what people are going to take from it, but who cares? And I might in the future want to hire you as like a humor coach. We don't know each other super well. We've only (laughs) known each other for a couple of months, but like, okay. When I was younger, I was sort of like the class clown, but just like being Mm. for attention because I was an introvert and felt awkward and had like super social anxiety. So my Mm -hmm. way of dealing with that before alcohol, you know, when we were younger was being goofy. And Mm. so I was sort of that way, super band nerd, like all of that kind of stuff. And ever since I have become an adult, I just take myself too fucking seriously. My husband talks to me about this all the time. He's like, you need to have fun more. And I do have fun in my own ways. To me, like yoga is really fun and reading is really fun and all that. But like, I need to play more. So I think Mm. I can hire you as like a play coach. Oh, I would love that. I'm available. You're definitely (laughs) my expander for like an awesome businesswoman and podcast coach who also doesn't take herself too seriously. And that's one thing I want to talk about. I had a session with a psychic a couple months ago. And that was like one of the main things we talked about is she was like, she hadn't listened to the podcast or anything. Like she didn't know even my last name when we had booked the session. But she was like, yeah, I have a feeling that you need to like not take yourself so seriously in your podcast and make it like a little bit more fun and playful and whatever. And so I'm like, I do when we did the exercise in the podcast accelerator program, like when you thought of the energy of Yuju Wu, like what did the energy feel like to you? Like, was it a little bit playful? Oh God. People are going to think I'm crazy when I talk about this. It was like fifth dimension alien Mm. vibe, but fun, like excitement. Like you're going on like a roller coaster ride spaceship type thing. When I think of a roller coaster, I think like I'm kind of scared but I'm having like the biggest smile on my face. Like I'm having the best time, but I'm freaked out because everything is like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. It's exciting. What was love that energy. It looks like the sweatshirt, which is pink and orange tie dye. And it was just like glowing and warm. It had very like mom nurturing energy. It also like sparkled like a disco ball. So like very just like out there, bright, happy, and the best part about it is that it's outside of my identity and has nothing to do with me, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I loved that we talked about like it's its own entity and its own like mm. soul and stuff. I think that totally was a shift for me. So me yeah. too. a couple quick questions before we wrap up. I did want to talk about your human design. So you are a 6'3 emotional projector. I'm a 6'2. Okay. So we can talk about that. Love a And I know it's been like almost two years since you found this out and started practicing Mm -hmm. this. How Mm -hmm. has it helped you in 
your podcast and your business and life in general. Oh my God. I mean, everything. I feel like subconsciously, there's never not a moment where I'm not living or thinking about my design, necessarily actually living it, but thinking about it. The biggest change for me when I first found out about my design was just sleep. Like I can respect the fact that I need to sleep. I need more sleep than my generator friends, my manifesting generator husband. It is precious to me. My mom is also a projector and we have the same sleeping habits. We sleep in. She likes to stay up later than me. I love going to bed early and like sleeping in as long as possible. I'm talking like my ideal hours of sleep is like 10 to 12. Like that is when I feel most rested. Mine is like nine and a half, but I'm a generator. But I will tell you too, just FYI for in the future, when you do become a mother, everybody's going to tell you you're never going to sleep again. For the first year, it's like iffy. You can take naps and stuff, but you will. Like there's so many nights that I sleep nine hours straight. So just tell them to all love that. I have an amazing child sleep coach friend who I named my daughter after. And I can send them them your way and I can send you her way. Mama's going to need her sleep. Yeah. So that was the biggest like change, I would say, of just respecting the fact that I needed to sleep. And then also like getting rid of the guilt and shame of waking up late. I know that sounds really strange to some people, but our whole society, especially in America, is all about early bird gets the worm. Like wake up early, have your morning routine. Oh, if you're not up by five and running a whole marathon and, and stretching and, and meditating for an hour, like, how are you even going to succeed? And so I had all these limiting beliefs about, you know, all of that. And the fact that like sleeping in was bad and then I was shamed for it. And that's like residual from growing up as well. So that really helped me to slowly over the course, I would say of about a year to just start actually appreciating the fact that I sleep in and the guilt and shame story behind that. So that was great. That was huge. And then in my business, being an emotional authority, actually in my business in my entire life, I have a rule now that I don't have to make a decision in the moment. I can wait 24 hours, if not longer to make any decision. And it really helps me just have that like catchphrase ready of like, I love this. I'm really excited about it. I would, you know, whether it's a party invitation or a business idea or a job offer, it really allows me to say like, I'm so excited about this. I have to think about it. And this is just a personal world. It has nothing to do with you. Some people are like actually offended by this, which is really interesting. That has nothing to do with me, obviously. And then some people are like, I love this. I'm going to like take this role on as well. Like this is amazing. So I think that just having that like delay is so incredibly helpful. And there's a lot of emotional authority projectors and other types too. But like one thing I always tell people with emotional authority is to teach everybody in your life about human design so Mm. that they don't take your taking 24 to 48 hours personally. I mean, that's like a people pleasing practice too, to get over, to work on being like, dude, in our society right now, like the you having to get back to people ASAP is just ridiculous. It's caused yeah. so much anxiety and pressure. Yes. We need to like denormalize that. But you teaching people about human design and like this is just how I am and what I need to do. And it has nothing to do with you or your invitation or whatever. This is how it is. And it gives them uh, permission to do that too if they're emotional I love that. or not. Like I do that. Too. Even though sometimes I have like that sacral hit of yes or no. I'll Mm. still take my time getting back Mm. to people because 
we need to denormalize getting back right away. I love that. I'm all about it. Just yeah. take more time. Rest. We all need to rest more. It's not just predictors. <laughs> we all need to take our time with decisions. And like, I think the other thing too is honoring the fact that like, sometimes I don't even know what my decision is and like, that's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally okay. You don't have yeah. a defined sacral. So that's totally fine. I've like taken all these notes and I have so many things I still need to talk to you about. So I might have to have you back on soon on the YouTube podcast. Tell everybody where they can connect with you and what fun things that you have coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So you can come find me. You can listen to the AF podcast. It's on any podcast app that you're listening to. And then you can also come find me on Instagram. I post some funny stuff. If you don't want to take yourself too seriously, come follow. You can find me on Instagram at it's me, Sarah Cohan. That's spelled S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N. And if you're interested in working with me, I have a fun workshop coming up. It's basically a manifestation list writing session for 2022. So that's on January 3rd from 1230 PM PST. And if you're interested in signing up for that, you can get tickets at com forward slash workshops. And I will put all of that information in the show notes and I will be attending that goal setting. It's going to be so fun. I'm so excited to have you. It's like a blast. It's an amazing group of just high achieving people. We'll review what you did last year. We're going to like set some goals for your next year. You're going to share it with people, which I find to me, that is the most powerful part of my manifestation practice, saying it out loud. And we're just going to have a lot of fun. It's really great. So yeah, come join us, come find us. It'll be fun. I'm excited that it's during the day too, because... Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'll do it during the workday while I'm at the office without a child running around and be able to... Love that. Yeah. And I try to schedule it like after the holiday because, you know, I want you to like nurse your hangover, nurse your come down, whatever it is, and then be ready to set some goals. Thank you, Sarah, for coming on the podcast. Congratulations for all the awesome stuff that you had going on in 2021. And I'm wishing you the freaking best year yet in 2022. You too. I can't wait. Thank you. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at youdowoo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect.